Hello and welcome to Batcast 66, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the Batman 1966 television show. And then we talk about it <laughs> and you listen to it. It's been a while. My name's Kendall. I'm Scott. Today we're talking about Batman episode 13, uh, kind of appropriately titled The 13th Hat. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, I I literally just did reading these notes here. Yeah. Uh, it originally aired February 23rd, 1966, written by Charles Hoffman, directed by Norman Foster. Not sure about Norman Foster, but Charles Hoffman. I think he wrote the Zelda episodes. Oh no, Norman Foster directed the the Zelda. Okay. Episodes. Charles. Oh, maybe maybe not. Maybe he this is his first time writing. 13th hat. I think we Gave it away a couple episodes ago, but uh, we're dealing with the the Mad Hatter. Yeah, a new guest villain. Yeah. And the Mad Hatter as a villain is not completely unfamiliar to me, but I really only know a couple versions of him. Yeah, I, I'm most familiar from, with him from like Batman the Animated Series. Um, but he does just kind of show up as kind of like a joke minor character in like various Batman media. Like he was in an episode of the most recent season of Harley Quinn as of this recording. Like he kidnapped Batgirl and like they ended up teaming up against him. Ah. Uh, but like it's he's clearly there as a joke. Um, but that show is more of a comedy. But um, yeah. So what do you think about Mad Hatter? Not necessarily this specific version, but just like as a general Batman villain. So first time I experienced uh, the Mad Hatter. Well, first time I experienced the Mad Hatter was in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, So, yeah, he's weird, right? Because It's a a very strange idea for a Batman villain, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, the the first time I've uh, I saw him in anything was uh, his first episode of the animated series, as as was mine. Yeah, um, which I think is a brilliant. I love that episode. I remember really liking it. I don't remember much about it. Like I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Yeah, I mean, he's I remember just... thinking it was cool as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I also thought it was cool as a kid, probably just because it's like, oh, here are non-Batman yeah. characters that I recognize in Batman. And, you know, that's that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, so his first episode there, he's kind of like, he like is like your like typical, like, in quotations, like, nice guy. Yeah. And just is like trying to like woo his co-worker. Yeah, who names, whose name was Alice, right? Yeah, Wonderland. Yeah, and then I know he embraces the Alice in Wonderland aesthetic for some reason because he makes like mind controlled bands that go on your head, which is why like hats were involved in that. I remember bits of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, they worked at like a lab or something. Yeah, and I think they do like a hedge mage maze things. Like, remember Batman had to go through like a couple of like. Yeah, it was essentially like a dungeon in Dungeons and Dragons. He had to go through to get to him. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But like I said, I don't remember details. 
I like that one a lot. I, I feel like I watched it within the last year. Yeah. But like, you know, when in the lead up to us sitting down to record this episode, I had mentioned uh, that I was curious why A, they would make the Mad Hatter a Batman villain and B, like why like the mind control aspect is like, that's not necessarily like, that's not something from the book, right? Oh gosh, I, I've never read Alice in Wonderland. I've never read it, but I've seen enough adaptations that like he just seems to be like mad, you know, like crazy. Yeah. So I couldn't find because you know he was created in what? What did I say? Uh, his first issue is Batman forty nine, which is in October nineteen forty eight. So it was a long time ago. It's credited with like, you know, Bob Kane and stuff. But Bob Kane took credit for everybody. So yeah. I don't know why there's no there's no like people that interview comic book writers and stuff back then so i don't know why this character exists as a batman villain and it's kind of strange i don't know i guess it's kind of he's like weird and random in like kind of a fun way he i don't think he is a great batman villain in general yeah i mean so Besides that first episode he's in in Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I don't think he's like the main bad guy in any other one. I know he's in the show more, but he's usually working with somebody else. Yeah, and... I, you know, remember correctly. Like, I, I don't remember him ever being interesting again. Is he the one who tricks Batman into thinking that He's just Bruce Wayne and Batman is somebody else. No, um, that's um I think Hugo Strange, isn't it? Oh, maybe, maybe. I remember that episode being rad, but I yeah, I, the only other time I remember him specifically was I think it was a Superman episode where Superman has to pretend to be Batman. Oh yeah, like, that's he's right. just one of the many, he's just one of the villains they kind of like roll through. He's like, oh my god, I'm stop fighting. <laughs> He like he like slapped Bane away, and this was like, oh, everyone's like, all right, we're done. Like they surrendered immediately. <laughs> yeah, I know he shows up in one of those Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, Batman graphic novels. Yeah, if he's in Long Halloween, it's a really minor part. Um, but it's been a while since I read them the stories that weren't Long Halloween because that that is my favorite Batman comic. Um, but the other stuff's like good, but not. They don't like that's the one I like to read, like to go back to, you know. It's a really good one. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was just like a minor. Yeah, because there's a lot of villains that kind of have a minor role in that. Yeah, but in that, I I like that Tim Sale kind of does him in the style of those like old Alice in Wonderland books. Yeah, like his yeah, head kind of really big. Yeah, like Tim Sale. He's definitely in a Tim Sale story because I do. I know exactly what you're talking about visually. Yeah. He might have been in the cell next to Calendar Man or something, something like that. Like he's definitely in it. Yeah, I I remember there being like a little bit of a story. Maybe it's in like maybe it's in like a Haunted Night or something. Yeah, yeah. That's the, like a bunch of like an anthology. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I I don't have much to say about that. Yeah. I'm, grasping at straws to talk about Mad Hatter in general without specifically going into uh, David Wayne's portrayal here, which I thought his name was funny that he's in a Batman show. Yeah. It almost sounds like he'd be Batman's brother, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's just he's just one of those characters, like he shows up every once in a while, but like there's no like, this is like the Mad Hatter story, you know what I mean? 
if I if I was gonna point anyone into any direction, it would be that animated series story. And I guess that's a little bit of a spoiler, but I, I would do that over like this version as well. Yeah. Um I mean, I guess we'll save final thoughts. Till yeah, the- I, I guess let's I guess that's a good segue, just kind of like get into it. Yeah. I, I I will say at the top, like I didn't hate this these episodes that were about the uh, you know with, with the David Wayne version of the Mad Hatter. Yeah, there's definitely some fun bits, but yeah. there's definitely a reason that those like that main quartet of Batman villains are yeah. as popular as they are. Yeah, and and there's a reason that like because a, a, a lot of Batman's got a lot of really good villains, and there's a reason nobody talks about the Mad Hatter. As one of them, yeah. Because yeah, even beyond like the main quartet, like there's still people that are like that have good stories, like Mister Freeze and Two Face, and you know Harley Quinn's broken off and become her own franchise. And yeah, I, I mean specific to this version of oh yeah, specific to this version, yeah. But even then, like people like I remember Egghead very well. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's yeah. Vincent Price. You know? Yeah. Well, that's that goes into part of it. You know? Yeah. Now I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody, but. Yeah, well, all right. Well, let's get into let's, it. Let's get into it, yeah. It's a beautiful day in Gotham City. That is until a baker is jumped by the Mad Hatter and his two goons. Yeah. Did you get the name of those guys? Uh, it was like, like Haber and Dasher or something. It was. They were a combined hat name. I forget exactly what it was. I think it was like Cappy and then yeah. something else. Yeah. The Mad Hatter is busting right out of the gate. Steals he, his hat. Yeah, steals this baker's hat, and then this little what did they what did they call it? Like instant mesmerizer or something? Super instant mesmerizer. Yeah, yeah. Like his hat pops open, and like these two like cartoon eyes are, are in it, and they shoot like cartoon lightning bolts into people's eyes, and it just makes them knocked out. So they yeah, they steal his hat, and then they steal him. Yeah, and uh, this happens twice more. Yeah, so I think it's three times they show different scenarios here, right? Yeah, a hunting cap gets stolen and... Some business guy's hat. Yeah. It has a name. They said what it is, but it's just like 60s man hat. Who who gives a care? Yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter. We get a the old familiar scene of the cops just being so stumped. Yeah. Everyone I... knows it's the Mad Hatter on this kidnapping spree yeah didn't they say he just got paroled or something too yeah and then all of a sudden people are stealing hats and getting kidnapping and things which is weird that they even know that the hats are missing because <laughs> they steal the hat and then they immediately take the person that has the hat yeah very goofy yeah i guess the mad hatter isn't really trying to be secretive about no he's this. not subtle uh he's very over the top so they decide uh, to call Batman, uh, and Batman has a personal stake in this because he was a witness at the Mad Hatter's trial. Which is kind of a cool detail, and I kind of want to see, like, after Batman, uh, like, you know, helps arrest these people, like, the process of what happens next. Like, that sounds kind of interesting for this universe. I don't want to see that in, like, regular Batman stuff, but... Yeah, but honestly, that makes sense. Yeah. 
It makes a lot of sense how they have this universe set up since he's like a deputized like law figure. Yeah. Like, like the arresting police officers like show up in the trial to give their account of what happened. And it's wild because like nobody knows who Batman is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like in the, you know, more serious takes of the DC universe, probably a lot of criminals get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. Because even in other comics, like some people rob a bank and then like the cops show up and there's just a couple goons tied up in spider web. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, like Spider-Man's not there to testify. Yeah, because yeah, like say you were a regular Joe and someone was running past you, you know, a Spider-Man thing. Someone was running past you still with like sacks of money that they stole and like you tripped them. And then that got caught people to like be caught. Like you'd probably have to get in, you'd have to at least give a statement. Yeah, definitely. But like I guess in these big superhero like shared worlds, there's probably like laws involved with this stuff. Like their laws probably can't be one-to-one with how ours work. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Which is, you know, why I think uh, superhero comics could stand to be a little more creative. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, I would really like to explore that stuff. I just wish the She-Hulk show was better. Oh, yeah? I I haven't watched it yet. Well, like my favorite... All right, so we're getting off topic a little bit. But my favorite part of season two of Netflix's Daredevil is after he beats the Punisher, like then the show becomes about the trial of the Punisher. And like, I thought that was a lot more interesting because, you know, Matt Murdock's a, a lawyer by day and he's a daredevil by night. I, I, don't, I don't know. I found, I found that more interesting than like how, how much can they punch each other? Speaking of Batman and daredevil. Yeah. This is way off topic, yeah. uh, which goes to show how interesting how yeah. this episode is. I'm reading this comic called Nat Rat. I don't know that one. On the surface level, it's a Batman parody. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems like maybe it's like also trying to be a a Frank Miller parody. I can see that. I mean, Frank Miller's got a pretty iconic runs on both those characters. Oh, Batman and Daredevil did crossover. So I was say they should definitely do that, but they, they have. Oh, yeah? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called King of New York. Interesting. It's got a nine point or two point nine out of five rating on Goodreads, and it's written by Alan Grant, you know, from Jurassic Park. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Oh, it's the sequel to Batman Daredevil: uh, Eye for an Eye. I was just like, yeah. I was just thinking in my head, I was like, why don't those guys ever cross over? They would be like a good mix. Uh, but anyway, yes, that shows exactly how uh, interesting. Uh, this is, I was just telling Kendall before we started, I, this is probably the episode I have the least amount of notes on. I'll be carrying us through, ladies, yeah. gentlemen, they, thems. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, as they like to say. The cops decide to call Batman. I think that's yeah. where we left off. Yeah, as we're saying that he was a, a witness or at the trial. So, I mean, I guess it's a different kind of trial, yeah but it's just like interesting that like the riddler wanted to bring batman to court to expose his secret identity yeah well part of that i think was because like he was assaulted like he wasn't doing crimes and batman just like attacked him yeah all right at stately wayne manor bruce and dick are looking at this bust that Bruce Wayne apparently spent a lot of money on. 
He figures maybe uh, the great sculptor Carnado might have sculpted it hundreds of years ago or something. I don't know who Carnado is. Do you? No, I never heard of it. And I wasn't interested enough to look it up. Yeah, I don't know a lot about sculpture. I don't know a lot about art. I just know what I like. Yeah, there you go. I like that giant painting of Batman and Robin that they jumped through when they fought the Riddler last time. That's art. Yeah. (laughs) Aunt Harriet, she just barges in. As she does. Fuck what Bruce and Dick are talking about. She she needs advice on OT ceremony or something. Yeah, something she's doing. Uh, Meanwhile, the bat phone rings. Alfred tries to get Bruce and Dick uh, away. And uh, they make up this lie about seeing these birds. Yeah, they had to go birding. Yeah. So apparently there's been sightings of a black-footed albatross and a fork-tailed petrel. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how rare those birds are. I should ask some of my birding friends. Do you have birding friends? I have two friends who don't know each other. Yeah are real into it that's cool you should put them together my uh my cousin's mother is really into that like last time they were in the area like they part of their trip they like went to like some of our like nature area like reserves around here and i was like that's cool like i'm gonna go do other things and i know albatrosses and petrels like are types of birds i don't know if those specific ones exist i don't know if they like would be in the ecosystems that like at the same time so i don't know if because, you know, we don't know exactly where Gotham City is. So. Yeah. Uh, I gotta imagine Aunt saying, Harriet probably knows as much as we do. So that sounds plausible enough. Yeah, she's e- easily fooled. Uh, I was going to say it's weird that I've never met anyone who was into birding until I moved to a major city away from nature. Away from all the birds. Yeah. Pretty weird. Because what do you guys got there? Pigeons? Uh, we get our fair share of birds. Okay. There there are some patches of uh, nature out this way. Well, I know in like certain like cities like New York and stuff, like you get like peregrine falcons, like things that go like go high because they have the bigger skyscrapers. Uh, we get some small, small birds. There's some variety. Okay. Batman and Robin, they uh they do their thing, go yeah, down to bat poles, get to police headquarters. Uh, and by the time they arrive, they find out that the fire chief has been kidnapped. Yeah, his hat was stolen and he was kidnapped. Very good hat to steal. I, I, I want to say this right now about, about this story that they're telling. It seems so random. Like it's like the Mad Hatter's plan seems so random and stupid. And they keep revealing like little bits that like, oh, this actually kind of makes sense like as a revenge plot. But like people should have been way more real, like realized this stuff like almost instantly because as of currently the people that we saw him kidnap aren't like, Oh no, the mad hatter, you're out to get me. They're just like, Hey, this guy's annoying me. And then they get mesmerized. <laughs> yes. like, Not, none of them seem to recognize him. And, and them as a group of people, even to the police, like before they call Batman should have been suspicious. Like that this group, of, is this not a random group of people that he's attacking? Yeah, well, and I feel like that kind of goes through this entire story. It does. Like it's, it's 
we don't really get, I think, a lot of the revelations that make some of this this plan make sense until like the real back end of it. Yeah, it's like there's one more person to kidnap, and they're like, "Oh, he must be kidnapping." Spoiler alert! Spoilers, yeah. Like you should be watching the episodes before you do these if you're interested. (laughs) He's Um, not. Well, yeah, they reveal it in the first episode, right? Yeah. So, so he's he's getting all of the jurors on that trial, and then the thirteenth hat is he wants to get Batman. Um, Steal his cow. Steal his cow and like also kill him. Um. So that's what they're doing, but like. You know, so so. Oh yeah, to, that, they, they yeah. he talks about that in the very next scene. Yeah, so right now when you know Batman and Robin are at police headquarters, they're informed about this. Um, they mentioned that like, oh, and he's out to get you, Batman. He swore revenge. And then I thought this line was so fucking cool, where uh, everyone's like, oh no, he's gonna get you, Batman. Like he threatened revenge, uh, and Batman's like, uh, people rarely die from you know words or whatever he said. And I was like. Oh. <laughs> so cool from threats yeah because he's like i'm not worried about it he's not gonna be able to follow through and also i'm sure he's threatened been threatened a lot of times over the years definitely and some people have uh acted on those you know yeah he's been in a said this is 13th episode we've seen at least six life or death situations with him so far yep he does say one he like again talks about like his hope for rehabilitation yeah uh With i just love that that's like a big part of this batman i love that that's a big part of this batman because it's not just it's not about punishment it's about because he's so like wholesome and good like it's about becoming making people better and yeah. like contributing to society should. yeah and that's how our criminal reform situation should be ideally but that's again that's a different podcast uh you know we can get on a soapbox later if we want we cut to the mad hatter's lair he's uh of course his hat factory he keeps saying it real weird i I can't i can't even do a good impression of it because it's like every time he says i'm like why does he say it like that yeah he reveals that he has uh he's kidnapping jurors he already has a bunch of them that were kidnapped yeah he has like most of them you know he has some dummies made that he's like putting all of their hats on yeah they're in like a fake like jurors jurors box yeah and like there's a a bust without a hat at a witness stand and that's where batman's cowl is gonna go yeah i think it's a he's got like a batman costume on that's going to be his 13th hat is to get Batman's cowl. Know what I found interesting? What's that? Well, so here we're introduced to, uh, uh, what was her name? Oh, his uh, his main gal. His main gal. I believe her name is Lucy. Yeah, the, the obligatory 60s babe. Oh, Le- Lisa is her name. Yeah. So first off, everyone... We should pour some out for, for the actress who played Lisa. Uh, She's no longer with us. I I believe she died the day we dropped our Christmas special. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, she just, like, in between episodes, she oh, just man. passed. That sucks. Yeah. But the, the part of the episode I thought was interesting was... uh. 
Lisa doesn't call the Mad Hatter the Mad Hatter. Yeah. She calls him Jervis. Yeah, and they do mention his name's Jervis Tetch a couple of times throughout the episode. Yeah. Which is, yeah, this is our first villain-like identity, right? So Mr. Freeze had an identity, but they just called him Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Like, they spoke his real name, like, three times across both of his episodes, I feel like. Yeah, I don't remember what his name was, because it's not Victor Freeze. Yeah, it was. I think uh, Professor Himmel, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, that's not important. But yeah, I I did I do think it's it's interesting that he keeps his real name. Did they call Penguin Oswald Cobblepot? I don't think they did. No, they didn't say Edward Nigma. Joker doesn't really have a real name, like in stuff. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's Zelda nothing to take too seriously, but. Yeah. I was going to say, well, Zelda the Great's name is in the, her villain name, too. Yeah. So. Well, that's not even her villain name. It's you her know what I mean? Like, yeah. Showing. But yeah, I know what you're saying. I didn't think about that till you brought it up just now. Yeah. Does does Jervis have a little more of his humanity, maybe, than the rest of them? He's um, still pretty crazy. Yeah, I would say I don't think so. But it's just, I, I don't know. It's weird. He, he's also got an over-the-top themed villain lair. And themed henchmen and like a crazy revenge plan. That's true. But yeah. I always think about this one scene from the Batman 66 movie. Yeah. Gotta bring it up every Bring episode. it up every time, but yeah. Where the penguin is like sneaking onto like a where that oh, he's sneaking into the United World building and he like yeah. a guard is like, hey, stop. And yeah. this is like my name is the penguin and just like gasses him yeah it's like oh do you believe that's who you are anyway back to this episode i feel (laughs) like we're going to be taking a lot of detours maybe that'll be fun mad hatter wants to uh mutilate batman by turning him into a hat so like this whole series of like hat making conveyor belt it doesn't make any sense to make hats and B is like the goriest descriptions I've ever heard. And I was shocked to hear them in this show. He's Especially like, for such a wholesome family show. Yeah, like, holy crap. Because <laughs> like the last time they used the conveyor belt, I was just like, oh, you're going to put them in a furnace. It's like, oh, yeah, fire scary. I get that. That's something you can wrap your head around as a kid. But like, he's like, oh, yeah, this thing's for skinning rabbits. It's going to skin him. And then this thing that pulls felt apart, it's going to like rip his guts out. And then there's going to go through this thing of like spikes and stuff. And it's just going to grind him up. And then he's going to go into this vat of acid and be dissolved. I'm like, and then he'll be a hat and I'll wear him and I'll wear him around. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, like real life serial killer, like insanity. Yeah. Um, And he's this wacky little Mad Hatter guy with goofy little eyeballs that come out of his top hat. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. The hat making device is very, it's like a Tim Burton apparatus. Yeah, it's like something from Pee Wee. Yeah, it just like shouldn't work. But I guess it works in the, the context of the universe. And again, he's in a hat factory. Why doesn't, why do the cops immediately investigate that? You would think. Yeah, because like Penguin's in an umbrella factory. Joker was, was he at an amusement park? Uh, 
I think you're thinking about the Scooby-Doo episode we did. Where where was his lair then? Oh, wait, no, it was at an amusement park. I thought it was an amusement park, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Riddler keeps being in, like, sewers and abandoned power plants and stuff. Not really, like, Riddler-like things. Like, he was in a subway station. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like... uh, Because he keeps having the vermin-themed, like... Yeah, that's right. People, so yeah, it makes sense that they're like in underground, like scuzzy places. Anyway, it's just uh, some again. I, I'm this isn't a super engaging episode. It's just something you think about then, as you're not being totally engaged. At the convention hall, uh, where the fire chief was abducted, Batman is questioning a woman, a scantily clad woman. Yeah, she's in like a French maids-esque outfit. I don't know how to describe it. Like a Playboy bunny type thing, but it's not that. Yeah, and her name is Babette. Mm-hmm. And of and course, she's, she's super the, the like hat check girl. Yeah. She's super uh, smitten. Yeah, she she can barely hold herself together in Batman's presence. Women see Batman and then they just that's the end of them. They reform Zelda the Great. I love how like when we get the establishing shot of the convention hall, there's just like a group of like civilians like all up in the Batmobile's grill. I think yeah, that would be really exciting, you know. It just adds a little bit to the world. And I like that they showed that when they got out of the Batmobile, they put on like their anti-theft like thing that they they did in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, they do bring that back. But Bet, I feel like she doesn't really give any information we as the viewers wouldn't have known from watching him do this same thing. Yeah, it was just the Mad Hatter stole him. Like we saw, yeah. like as a viewer, we saw that a bunch of times. Yeah, and just like oh, he used some like, machine they, in his hat. Yeah. Which Batman and Robin automatically know what it is. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, if I had some kind of crazy super technology that instantly knocked people out, I'd use it all the time in my super crimes. The bat phone in the Batmobile rings. They find out that the Mad Hatter has been spotted outside of Mason Magda, yeah, which is a high society hat shop, mm-hmm. uh, and also where. Lisa is moonlighting as a hat clerk. Yeah, she's like her assistant or salesperson or something. Yeah, seemingly all for... Just to leave a clue. Yeah, which I guess does lead into like kind of the climax of the Mad Hatter's plan. So it makes sense. Yeah. But like while watching it, I was like, oh, why does she even need to be here? Yeah. I I guess just the... Yeah, it's the... I was supposed to call him Joker. Oh my God. The, the Mad Hatter could easily just leave that clue very conspicuously. Yeah. I guess maybe if it's somebody else, it's like, oh, he dropped this. It's not as suspicious. Yeah. Like, like as like a trap, you know? Yeah, it makes sense now. Just like while watching it, I was like, none of the other victims needed this yeah, they, lady to work with them. Well, we do know he eventually does want to get Batman. So, yes. Yeah, it makes sense. If you couldn't uh, put it together from our conversation right there, Mad Hatter shows up, steals and kidnaps the the owner's like hat and then her person. And there's like rich old lady that was there being a customer, and like she screams and like follows them out. And I was surprised by that. Yeah, her name is Hermione Mont- Montigo. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, the reason I remember, I remember her first name because it's like, oh, like in Harry Potter. Yeah, she's just some rich lady. She blames the kidnapping on communism, which I thought was pretty funny because the like, communists a bad name, though. You know, and then Batman's, I forget what he said. He had like a retort for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, it was something like, oh, like don't necessarily be blind to the issues right in front of you. Damn, I wonder if that was some kind of commentary. I'm sure it was. Like, that's also like a really, it still works as a message. Yeah. Yeah. As person now in in what's now 2023, I enjoyed this show way more than I ever did when I was young. For like stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Like talking, we were talking about the reform form angles and stuff. Now, obviously like, the main reason I enjoy the show is like the goofy camp stuff, but yeah, I, I appreciate that they had these like kind of forward thinking things that are still relevant, you know, almost 60 years later. Yeah, very true. Shows how what a hero Batman is. He even gives communists the benefit of the doubt. Lisa posing as an innocent hat salesperson mm-hmm. gives the clue. She's like, I hope this helps. And Robin just says, clues are always helpful. Which is not untrue. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like something an idiot would say. Well, that, that's why like Homer Simpson that. would yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, Robin's, I think that's supposed to be like, he's supposed to be youthful and naive. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, I, it was awkward, but I enjoyed it. The clue is a business card for... Octave Mar- Marbell? Yeah, so it's it's a sculptor who turns out just happens to coincidentally have been sculpting Batman. So the reason that he's making a sculpture of Batman is the uh, Warden Crichton, uh, you know, showing up again, in, at least in conversation, which is fun, wants to have a statue of Batman at the prison to inspire criminals to become better. And I'm like, I don't think that would work. <laughs> it would just piss them off. Yeah. Like that's you're just begging for that to be vandalized. Yeah, I wonder if we're supposed to read into it that far, or if this is them like once again poking fun at Warden Crichton. I think they're supposed to be poking fun of him, but like, but Batman's clearly going along with it. Yeah. Like, the other way to take it is like a dystopian, like RoboCop, like stay out of trouble kind of thing, or like <laughs> I'm gonna come get you. You know, Judge Dredd. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously Batman knows where that is since that's he's been posing for him. My next note just says uh, rash of car thefts. Do you have any idea why? Oh yeah, because when they they parked the Batmobile at the at the uh, at the that guy's studio, uh, they do the the anti theft thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which they're like, yeah, that's that's why they they should be doing it anyway, because uh, you know there's. Anyone can just hop into the Batmobile. It's like wide open. Yeah, it's it's a convertible or not even. It doesn't. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't have a roof. Which again, is still my favorite Batmobile, and that's part of why I think it's cool. <laughs> but very, yeah. If you're if you're going to be going to like crime ridden areas, you know, being a vigilante. Um, but you know, because obviously it's going to come up like it's you know Chekhov's uh, car alarm. Yeah, they only show it when it's gonna be used. But it's cool that it's like a fun, like as a prop. It's a cool thing that it still ha- it just has a story function you can just use in future stories. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, 
But yeah, so yeah, so Batman and Robin are there. Mad Hatter has replaced whatever his name was. You just Marvel. said it. I can't remember. Active Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and it's trying yeah. to trick, trick Batman into taking his cowl off for the sculpture of him. Yeah, Mad Hatter gets really into like being disguised as this sculptor. This is the most fun part of his performance, in my opinion. Is him doing this over the top French accent. Yeah. Like being really obvious that like just take off your just give me your cowl. Just do it. <laughs> again and again while Batman's looking for a hat guy. And like Batman also knows who this person is and like is it immediately like drop your game, Hatter. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty weird, especially since in the episode previous to this, there was like another imposter scenario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Batman is on to them. He's just playing along. Yeah. Uh, and we get a episode one fight scene. Yeah, those are always fun. This one had onomatopoeia too. That doesn't usually happen. Yeah. During the fight, the Mad Hatter tries to use his super mesmerizer. Yeah, super instant mesmerizer. That's what it's called. Uh, tries to use it on Batman. Uh, oh, yeah. This and Batman great. like holds up the bat reflector, which is just, just a little mirror. Yeah. In the shape of a bat. Yeah. Like, I thought that was great. And yeah. It, Bounces the beams back at the Mad Hatter, but the Mad Hatter dodges them. Yeah, and it hits Robin, who's smashing stuff behind him. Because that's one of the things, like, as soon as, you, as soon as they enter this room, like, oh, there's going to be a fight scene. It's like, there are so many things to break. Oh, yeah. Notice now. Sure. Yeah. So it knocks Robin out. Yeah, Robin's KO'd, and Batman finds himself under a huge pipe full oh, like, of... In- Instant plaster, right? Yeah. I don't know why he would have this set up as a sculptor. (laughs) Just to do this. Who knows? I don't know anything about sculpting. Yeah, maybe this is a very common practice and we're just uncultured. Yeah. Batman gets plastered. (laughs) How long were you sitting on that one? It just came to me. Nice. Just looks very sticky. Yeah. But maybe it'd be fun to be covered in plaster. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be covered in real plaster, but like whatever they were gooping him in. <laughs> like I've worn that, not maybe that that specific Batman. I, I have a 60s Batman costume. Like that's already like not very fun to be in. <laughs> and then you get covered in this like goopy nastiness. Like, ugh. God, here we go. And anyway, Batman becomes entombed in plaster. Is this the end for Batman? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Batman's entombed in plaster. Narrator comes up. And for the first time, we get it. Yeah. In its complete form. Tune in tomorrow night. Same bat time, same bat channel. Super iconic. Indeed. So, I don't know. What did you think of this episode? Uh, you know, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. We are We have been kind of down on it, but like, I think it's been the least interesting one so far. Yeah, it's kind of by the numbers. We see him kidnap like four people in the exact same way. Like I, I think 
not revealing what his scheme is to the audience yet. Like it kept me from being like, well, he's just stealing dudes that ha- like kidnapping people that have hats. It's stupid. Well, no, no, they they did reveal it. Did they? Because oh, I know he mentioned. Because did they set up in this one that there's like the presidential hat parade or whatever it is? Yeah. Okay. Because that's gonna be the ransom. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, and I guess that's kind of interesting. Like, oh, no, just... dudes are like, hey, like, how does this plan necessarily make us any money? Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that some goons were like, had some agency like that. Um, but I don't know. I, it, Matt Hatter's gimmick just isn't nearly as fun or interesting as everyone else's so far. I agree. What do you think about this version of the Matt Hatter himself so far? He's fine. Do you like him better or worse than Mr. Freeze? I personally can't tell. I think Mr. Freeze had a lot more freeze, like ice puns. Yeah, um, I think they're about the same. Mr. Freeze had a really good monologue in his second half that I think helps elevate him a lot. Yeah, him, Matt Hatter, Mr. Freeze, and like Zelda the Great are kind of like all on a similar level for me. We're like, they're fine. It's hard to compete with like the Riddler, Penguin, and Joker in this series so far, you know? It really is. And it's 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 no slight against the any of the, the writing or the performances, you know, the actors. Like I, I think like I said, I, I don't hate it. I'm sure that we'll eventually get to episodes. I'm like, this was hard to set through. Like, it was not hard to set through. Yeah, definitely not. It just, it just wasn't. It just wasn't as compelling as some of the episodes we've had so far. Yeah, just very by the numbers. Yeah, there's Which, no Batman Returns. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean that's been the most different episode we've seen so far. <laughs> Real A weird tonal movie. shift. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll never see the Penguin again because he died. Yeah. I have nothing else to say about the 13th hat. Yeah, sorry if this is a short one, y'all. I don't know. If you want a real good Batman 66 experience, maybe uh, watch any of the other episodes we covered. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe next week I'll turn it around. I mean, I guess me and you know. Yeah, we know. Because we're about to record that. But Yeah. Wait, you can't tell them how the sausage is made. Yeah. Or how the hat is crafted. I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, well, first you got to rip the skin off and then slice up the guts. Yeah, that was my biggest takeaway from the episode. I was like, oh my God, how'd they get away with this in the 60s? <laughs> Granted, you don't, they're not showing anything, but like just talking about that, I'm like, that's nasty. I don't think they would do that on Dragnet. Never watched Dragnet. I mean, it's just a cop procedural. They're all the same show. Yeah, wasn't Dan Aykroyd in the movie? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. He played like one of the main cops. Oh, let's find out. Am I thinking of a different film adaptation? You might be. Oh, you know, he played Joe Friday. Tom Hanks was in one too. There's like apparently a couple of Dragnet like movies. But yeah, the one 1987 has uh, Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks, 
Christopher Plummer. I've never, I'd never seen it. Me neither. It looks like it's more of a comedy like take. I know the original Dragnet was like serious. I watched some episodes of it back in my day. But anyway, yeah, this this is the end of our Dragnet podcast. Um, Yeah, join us next week for uh, Dragnet 66 episode 14 Batman Stands Pat. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll see you there. Same Batcast time, same Batcast channel. We're going to go record that real quick. Goodbye. Bye.